Hi, I'm Laura Hillkirk, intuitive healer, medium, wife, and mother. Join me in my messy and wild ride to healing. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special guest today. Um, He is somebody that I know very, very well since he was born 10 years ago. It is my son, my oldest child, Cooper Hillkirk. Hi. Welcome, Coop. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Um, So today... He and I are doing this episode because we feel like he might have some valuable wisdom for the listeners, Mm -hmm. Um, just about all kinds of things. So with his permission of topics that we've went over, we are going to kind of bounce around and talk a little bit about anxiety, but we're also going to talk about intuition and what it's like to be a little kid that knows that he's an empath and has intuition and trying to exist and do normal things like school and, you know, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'm excited that you're here, Bubba. Mm-hmm. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Um, uh, what, what should we start talking about first? Whatever you want. You don't have a preference? No. Okay. I think we should talk about, let's go into a show. Okay. Okay, so we're the same, right? Like when I was a kid, I was an empath, but I didn't understand what any of it is. So the idea is I'm trying to make it so that you and your sister maybe understand it a little bit more. So empath, big feelers, right? Yes. So and feeling energy. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe talk about what does it feel like to be at school and feeling all that energy? It's tiring. Tiring? Exhausting. Okay. Can't think. Can't think. Um, And when you say can't think, is that because, like, let's say you're sitting in the classroom, Mm -hmm. and what about it is tiring? Like, you're just tired of feeling that energy. You're tired of feeling the energy, right? Yeah, and you feel all worn out. Yeah, because it's coming from everywhere, every direction, right? The teacher has energy. The kids have energy. um, There's energy left. You're in fourth grade now, so you're switching classes. So when you go into another classroom and you go to sit down, somebody's energy is left in that seat, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's exhausting. I think that's an excellent way to describe energy when you're unable to protect it. And, you know, you... We've talked about how to protect energy, but when you're in school, it's hard because you're trying to concentrate on learning, and then you've got all this, these rules, and you've got all these things going on, right? So it's yes. a little bit different. It's kind of like if an adult goes to a concert. Mm-hmm. With all those people. <laughs> With all those people. And they're all crying. And it's like, distra- yeah, and it's like, pool coming in. So what is it like when you go to school, and you're having a good day? But somebody sitting next to you is having a bad day. Does that affect how you feel? Sometimes. If they're in a bad mood and they're mean to me. Yeah. I just usually just don't pretend like it's not there. You just Sometimes, pretend like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
That's helpful. So we talk about feeling energy, right? That's exhausting. Yeah. But um, what about reading energy? You're able to read energy, right? Yeah. I don't use that as much, though. Okay. So when can you explain? Okay, because there's a lot of adults that don't even understand what it's like to feel and read energy. Many of them are empathic, but they aren't really in tune with it yet. Like some are just figuring it out or um, some might have been on this journey for a while, but a lot of even adults don't understand what it's like to be an empath. So when we say reading energy, what do you think that is to you? Like if you're reading um, maybe an adult's energy, so you're in a room with an adult and you're reading their energy, what do you think that means? You can kind of you can kind of tell what what their energy level is. It's not to me kind of like reading reading mm-hmm. like you're reading a book. Yeah. It's more like you can see kind of like you can see, see what their attitude is instead of feeling it, their attitude. Yeah. Do you ever get information about people when you're reading their energy? Like, Um, can you feel loneliness? Sometimes I can. Sometimes I can feel messiness sometimes. A messiness. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to describe it. Um, Yeah, and I feel like you always trust that. You're always listening to what what the energy is telling. I always say, like, that gut feeling. That feeling that kind of comes in your tummy where it's like... Whatever that first feeling is, is the thing that we got to listen to, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Adults and kids. Yeah. Both. Um, What, if any, advice would you have for kids to protect their energy? Is there anything that you found is helpful to not feel so much at school? Just to kind of butt out of it and just... You know, just kind of focus like on it's your not own. there. Yeah. Ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Try to zone out of it. Zone it. Zone it out. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um. And when we're talking about intuition, so, mommy, when I was growing up, could feel, see, hear spirits. So, like, so much. All the time. Um, And it was something I didn't understand, and nobody else around me understood. So I pretty much went 30-some years without really having anybody (laughs) that understood. (laughs) Um, So you said we have permission to talk about some of your intuition. Yeah. Can we talk about the hearing of spirits? Yes. Okay. So, um, you hear spirit, right? Yes, I do. And how does how's that feel when it's happening? It feels very scary. I don't usually see stuff. I usually can hear it. Yeah, yeah. you can hear it. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that, too, by the way. That's really brave to share because, you know, as, as I know, so not everybody gets it, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. it's scary to talk about these things because um, you can feel like we're like the, these weird people. But really, we're not weird. We're just normal. We're cool. Yes, we're better. We're cool. Yes. We can hear and see all these magical things, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you hear, and it, you hear pretty clear, I mean, like words and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, and, and in the words, you can tell when a spirit is not nice or nice, right? Yes. Okay. Is there like a way that you could describe that? Is it something that's well, describable? One day when I was in my bed and I was going to get up to go to school, uh-huh. I saw two lights going around in my room and my blinds were shut. Mm-hmm. And on the movies, when you when you see a little angel, that's what it looked like because I saw it fly around my room over my head. Yeah. I saw it two times in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely see things, Bubba. I don't really But you see could tell that that wasn't bad. That didn't give you a no, bad feeling. It was a nice color. Yeah, and it was a nice color. So you could tell that that was something not scary. Yes. But that you've heard scary things. Yes, very much. Actually, when I had my bed by my window, mm-hmm. my um, stole star... Yes. Oh, was yes. Going outside, and I could hear this weird grandma talking. It was scary. Yeah. I could hear a bunch of people talking. So that one was recent. The one with the soul star was that Czar, or what was his name? I don't remember. I can't remember either. When your soul star. So maybe I should tell that story. I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but uh, we had rearranged Coop's room. And silly me. I moved his bed. So he's got a bed that um, it has drawers under it, and it's just like a platform bed where his mattress sits on it, and there's no headboard. So we moved his bed, and his head, you know, for those of you that don't know, you have your crown chakra, and above that is your soul star, and it kind of like sends you into the spirit world. And people like Coop and I, ours can go really far. And so Coop's is like across the street, <laughs> if if his head's that way. And I have all this protection around, but I really didn't think to protect it that way. And so I, I got home, and I remember like you were really scared because you could hear. You could hear that guy. Do you yeah. remember him talking about the yeah, angels? Yeah, it was scary. Do you remember anything else that you want to share about that that he was saying? No. When everything's protected, I can still hear stuff. I know. And then when I'm in my bed, even though it's in a good spot, I can't put my back up because I can't look behind myself. Yeah, because you can, like, yeah, feel. I have to land And most back. recently, you were hearing an older woman. Yes. And you were hearing it, it's kind of hard to explain to people that don't understand the hearing, but you're hearing not with like the ears on your head. It's like, it sounds like it's it's in another place. It's like in your head, but it's there. It's close by, right? Like sometimes when I'm outside and on like outside playing and I'm building forts and stuff, I can hear stuff sometimes. Yeah, you can hear elementals and things over there. Especially on Grandma's lot. Yes. Yes. Um, which is flooded. It's which is flooded. Yes, which is flooded. Um, it's very flooded right now because we've yeah. gotten so much rain. Um, yeah. So the hearing and it's very clear, and I feel like you're able to decipher just by the voice if it's something good or bad. And so what I'm running into is the mommy, right? Is you are so intuitive that 
I'm able to protect that to a certain extent, but you're to the age where you have to start figuring out how to do that, right? Like that's where you and I are together, trying to figure out how to give you the tools to protect and and sort of navigate and control this gift that you have. Because it is a gift, but it can be very scary when you're young and you don't understand. Like when I was younger, you know, there was all these things. Um, And I too, when I was little, could never sleep with my back to the door. Never. I always felt like on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and this last time when you were hearing stuff, I knew there was nothing in the house because obviously mommy can see spirits. So I couldn't see anything. Um, do you remember what that grandma lady was saying? No. Was she the good or bad? Some of them are good, but mostly of them bad. All those tools that I use, that's going from therapy. From therapy, yes. That has been a blessing. Um, and I do want to talk about that. I want us to talk about um I want us to talk about the anxiety and the stuff that we've learned in therapy too in a minute. But before we go to that, what I want to ask you would be what advice do you have for mommies and daddies that might be listening? who don't understand intuition, right? Like the mommies and daddies aren't mediums like me. And so they don't understand this stuff. What advice could we give them when their kids are coming to them and are spooked in their rooms or hearing or seeing things? What is something that we could maybe, what advice could we give them? Just try to make, like maybe lay with them for a minute Mm -hmm. like you did. Mm-hmm. Or just have a little talk and listen to them of what they of what they think about it and try to listen to it. Listening. Yeah. Do you just think so more adults understand. could be better at listening? Yeah. Yeah. Just like someone, one of the grown ups in our house would sit with me in my bed. Right. For a minute just to talk. And just listening to what you have yeah. to say and um believing in your words. And Sometimes crystals can help, too. Crystals can help. What crystals are helpful uh, to protect? Uh, that um, one crystal. Which one do you suggest? Rhodonite. We've got rhodonite. Black um, tourmaline is yeah. a good one. And rose quartz. Rose quartz. Selenite. Yes. Um, you have a ginormous amethyst, amethyst um, by your by your head. Um, you kind of change out yours. You make little crystal grids that kind of change. Right now, I have amber. No, I have. I know I have some little ones. I think you have like every crystal. <laughs> I don't know. What, um, yeah, you have a lot up there. You have, um, obsidian, leopard jasper. I, I, you're constantly kind of changing what you yeah. feel that you need. I'll change them out maybe every couple weeks, sometimes a month, sometimes every day. And we kind of go through periods where bedtime's okay and we kind of got a handle on it, right? Like we got yeah. a handle on, right. on you closing that crown. We've talked about you closing your crown chakra and kind of getting, Getting to that place. But then we have periods where it's it's kind of we're, we're off, like, which happens to adults, too. Like, yeah. you know, that happens with my intuition. Just like right now, I'm good. Yeah, everything's been good. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, so let's talk anxiety. Oof, I got that too. Mm -hmm. Sorry in advance. I think I passed that on. I also think people that have intuitive gifts like us struggle with anxiety because it's a lot. Because we feel more than other people. We see and hear above what other people see and hear. And so it's kind of like all the time our bodies are like, wah, wah. We have all this stuff coming at us. Yeah. Um, so you have been going to see your therapist who we love, right? Yes. Since you were, I was trying to think about this. Four? Mm, I think four. Five. You were five? Yeah, because... Okay, four or five? Yeah. You were in preschool? Yes. Do you remember why we started to go see her? Yes. Okay. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Why did we start to see her? What was happening? Because I was all anxious in school and tapping my pencil and running around. Yeah. Just not sitting on my chair right. And but beyond that, what what were you feeling inside your body? Anxiety. You were feeling anxiety, and the tapping and stuff was just a, kind of a way for the anxiety to come out of your body. But do you, when you're feeling very anxious, can we talk about like what do you feel like inside your body? How does it feel? Messy. Messy. What a good description, Cooper. I love that. That is such a good way to to describe it. Messy. It's kind of overwhelming right yeah it's like our bodies are overwhelmed yeah just sometimes like if I mess up on a paper and it's all messy yeah it's hard for me to not be messy again because it's a habit right and then and it feels like you're gonna explode into a bunch of parts yes explode into a bunch of parts that's how I feel sometimes too when I'm anxious and don't you think anxiety is sort of like the little bully that in your head that pops up? Yeah. That just, starts to tell you mean things? Yeah, just like by mean army man. Yeah. What does anxiety, when it's being a bully, tell you? You need to settle down and stop. Just take a minute and breathe mm -hmm. to yourself. When it's, and when it's think. jumping yeah. in? Yeah. What are some of the mean things that, that anxiety tells you? That you're not good at anything. Yeah. Like, if you have a drawing and it isn't good. Yeah. You tend to not think anything's good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really hard on yourself. Yes, I am. Yeah. Even though I keep telling you, I think you're doing a great job. It doesn't matter what Mommy says, though, does it? Yeah. Yeah. The bully wins. Yep. Usually. That's how mommy feels too. So when my anxiety is coming up, mine doesn't really tell me I'm not good enough. What mine is, my anxiety is a lot of fear when mine creeps in. Do you have fear with your anxiety? No. Fear well, of things? Sometimes if I need to get a work paper done. Yeah. Yeah. But it's usually all that intenseness. Yeah. Like today in school. Mm-hmm. My hands start to get hot, and it feels all messy and stuff. Mm. My hands always get hot a lot. How, we've talked about what it's like to be, like, intuitive sitting in school. How is it to be sitting in school with anxiety? Is it's, it, like, trying to contain everything? Um, it's, yeah, it's kind of like trying to contain stuff. 
it's just really hard to learn and focus when you're trying to do all that at the same time. Yeah, at the same time as what? what is your body doing at the same time that you're trying to focus? Um, just, I sometimes need to fidget with my hands for a minute with the pencil. Yeah, it needs to, like, come out, right? Yeah, it needs like, something to do. It needs something to do. Yeah, I could and see And it that. gets very boring, but now I'm switching classes. Yeah. Because it feels like you're trapped in the classroom forever because cause you're just sitting in a chair all day and you have yeah. nothing to do. But in this case... You learn all that stuff in one class, but you learn it all in different in all three different classes. Yeah, fourth grade. You've enjoyed fourth grade, haven't you? Yeah. Is it been better? Is it yeah. because it's the switching of the classes that's Some better? Some classes feel shorter, longer in yeah. the middle. But it's better than being in one place all day. Yeah. Okay. Because it feels like which I could see how that, and it's also because you get to move your body, even if you're moving yeah. it in between classes. Do you think that school? sets kids up to be successful do you think school is built in a way that that kids bodies want to be no i like when i'm testing my Mm -hmm. test results aren't real sometimes because like my test that i had to do Mm -hmm. my grade wasn't that good because because you're worried about the test yeah and the timing and and all of that my favorite Special gym because I get to run around a bunch. I know. Yeah, and school really doesn't let us move our bodies, right? Like, you yeah. don't get to move your body. Yeah, it's all about learning. Yeah. It, so if you could change one thing about school, because you have to go to school and you have to learn, yes. what what would be different? Like, let's say when you're in a normal class, not a specials class, what? how could it be better to learn? How would learning be better? Um... Like, to get learning? Yeah. Is there something that you think could be better that that, that could happen Maybe in class? Maybe a teacher. I would just like to get all that wiggles out and go outside sometimes yeah. just to get suck in that fresh air for a little bit. Like, in the lower grades, like sometimes like preschool, mm-hmm. you get a morning recess, right? Yeah. Like, just to get all those wiggles out when you're little. Yeah. And then they take that away. Then when you go up in the grades, you get extras. Now in fourth grade, you only get an extra recess on Friday. And And now they've got fifth grade is middle school. Yeah. and it Which your bodies are not middle school ready. And it's not fair because I don't get to go out to recess. It's not. Yeah. Because I have to get out my wiggles, but it isn't fair to me because I'm just going to be walking around, but I would love to run around. Yeah, you you like to burn that off. Yeah. Thank goodness for sports, huh? Yeah, we play <laughs> football and recess. Thank goodness. Yes, that's great. Um, so when you're at school with anxiety, you're keeping it all together. Sometimes. You do a really good job of it. But that takes hard work, right? Yeah. What happens when you come home sometimes after you keep it all together? I'm all mad at everybody. Yeah, and but so, you're not really mad. Yeah. You, but um, that's just, how it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk oh. about that because I feel like this is an important thing for the the mom, the parents that are listening. Okay, if your kid 
has to go to school and keep it all together and is a perfectionist and has anxiety, maybe, you know, an empath, intuitive, all these things. It is, as Coop has described, exhausting, right? To, Mm -hmm. to keep it all so that you're following all the rules and the things that come with school. So when they get home, it can have a lot of meltdowns. Kids can't because it's your safe place, right? Yeah. And I get frustrated because I have to do that again and again and again and again. Every day. I get day. so mad. I have to hold that in again and again. Then I yes. And I have to do it every day. Yeah, and it gets that's exhausting. Just knowing that it's coming right yeah. the next morning, and so when you come home, that's sort of the release, which we've talked about before. You know, in in therapy, right, where it's like. The bottle, it's like the pop bottle, the two oh, liter, yeah. and it's just Fuck putting in all the stuff. And then you come home and it's got it's got to come out somewhere, right? Yeah. And so it kind of comes out in, in that way. Um, Sometimes on the weekends, I know that I don't have school. So that's my chill, like, so I can, like, settle down, get comfy, sometimes go play outside. Yeah. Sometimes and your mood's better. Mad, because you know you've got two days, right? Yeah, and sometimes when it's when I'm done with my homework, I just go sit outside in the grass. Yeah, you love to be outside, don't you? Yeah. And working and building with your hands. But I, I just really, I feel like that's important. So any, you know, parents listening to this, if your kids come home and you're like, what is going on? Um, I would say take time to have a conversation yeah. with your kid and find out. Why? Because no kid is coming home and melting down or like lashing out at you for no reason. Like that's happening because there's something happening, right? Like there's your body's telling you something. Yeah. So I think, and I'm wondering if you agree with this, Coop, that it would be good for the parents to have a conversation with them. Yeah, sometimes it's just good to talk it out. And some of my behavior was that red dye. Oh, let's, I didn't even think to talk about red dye. Oh, let's talk about that. It's sometimes really weird that you're the only person who can't have it. I know. It's hard. You don't enjoy it. But you feel better, don't you? Yeah. So when, when Coop was... Uh, it was right around the time we started to go to therapy, around four. Yeah, around four. Um, you were having horrible, like, lashing out and stuff at home. I mean, it was, like, to the point where you weren't even you. I mean, Coop yeah. was a really chill baby, kind of a chill kid. And then um, what happened is you got a couple ear infections and something else, and you had to go on an antibiotic. Well, the antibiotics at the time were that lovely pink bubblegum stuff, which is, by the way, completely loaded with red dye. And and what happened is you were on, I think, like two bouts of that. So two weeks in like a four-week period, you were on this stuff. And um, you were on sensory overload. Like you were actually angry. Like at one point you were beating your head on the carpet. I mean, you were little. And I called your pediatrician and he said, um, let's try cutting out red dye. So that's kind of how we started on Coop's journey. Uh, that was right before we did therapy. Yeah. And um, we cut out the red dye and noticed an immediate difference. Like within two weeks, Coop 
totally came back to us. So this happy kid came back because before that you were really angry and upset. And um, over time, what we've realized is artificial dyes, all of the flavors, not just red dye, black, um, blue, all of them, yellow, the, purple, yes, red. the um, and caramel color, yeah, van, um, vanillin, which is a um, cheaper version to use, like than a vanilla extract, all reacts in his body the same way. So this has been over years that we've figured this out. And so now he doesn't have any artificial dyes or flavors. And how do you feel, bud? So when it, when we on the rare occasion we slip up, when you have an artificial dye or color, how does that feel in your body? I mean, I mean, it tastes good. Like, well, the taste like, is good for sure. Yeah, but how but, does it feel once it settles into your body? Like, how does that feel? Um, it, I. Sometimes I bet you're just like, oh, I'm just having, probably having a bad day. Then it really starts to kick in. Sometimes on the weekends, I even get really, really, really mad. Yeah, it makes you angry, um, like frustrated, yeah. really irritable, um, crying. It makes you like, I would say emotional. Do you think that's a good way to describe it? Makes yeah. you very emotional. Yeah, everything kind of ramps up like gets volcano. a little bit like yeah like a volcano like supercharged so what we did um anybody listening to this if your child is hyperactive moody angry those types of things that you're seeing regularly i encourage you to start with red dye that's the big one um and then try to work out like cutting out artificial dyes and colors and most of you are going to see a dramatic difference. And the good news is, I mean, when we started this, there was hardly anything that you could get. I mean, everything, even vanilla white frosting has red for red dye 40 in it. It's crazy. Marshmallows, things that you would never think have color in them, but now, so many things, Gatorades making, Gatorades without it. Um, I've been able to find like an M&M substitute. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things we found. And, and I thought the whole world would still be like that. Then it eventually changed. Like the Frost Gatorade now has yeah. nothing in it. Yes, there's so many. Because yeah. it's bad for you. So I think there's places in Europe, which there's people that are listening that are in Europe. So oh. send me an email so that I can know other. how this is. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure over in some of the other European countries, it's banned. I don't think they're even allowed to have it in their food. It's Whoa. really bad for you. Nobody should have it yeah. in their system. Even grown-ups? No, we really shouldn't. It's in things that's just not good for us. So, I mean, and grandma, I mean, grandma Barb buys stuff all the time so um my mom found a website and buys all the stuff mints gumballs everything's dye free artificial free um, she actually bought some new mints yeah so you're not really missing out too often no, I'm we're not. we are always doing it. i mean we have um what i did up until this year because you asked me not to because you're getting a little bit you know older I've done, I've made up baggies for teachers. And so what I would do is put in things that are dye free. And then like if they handed out something that had dye, like a special treat or did counting, you know, like they use M&Ms or whatever in school, 
you could go and sub substitute out things in your bag. So it's a, something that parents can do if they want to go that dye-free, artificial-free route, right? Yeah, or you can put me on the 504 plan just like I have. Yeah, well, your 504 plan is for your anxiety, bud. That's that's to help give you more time. Yes. Um, backtracking a second. I, I'm so glad you brought up red dye. I want to talk for a second about therapy. What are some tools that we, like, you've been given that have helped you in school or just in, not even in school, in general, because we use them in everything, sports, that, that is good advice for coping with anxiety? Um, containers, boxes, bags, screwdrivers. What does that mean? you got to explain. What does the compartment bag mean? What is that? Just to hold everything in. To hold your what? Your thoughts? Thoughts, feelings, anything you so want. So you put them in the bag, and then the bag gets to carry it around, not I you. I made a little note box of... I made a little box that I can trap everything in, and then mm-hmm. I can release it in certain spots, and I, then you can decorate on the outside and stuff. Oh, I love that. And put doggies and cats and cows and all kinds of stuff. Um, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite coping. So, and the, the skills are, the coping skills that we learn are always changing, right? Because mm-hmm. your anxiety is always growing and changing and shifting into new things, which happens for both kids and adults, right? Mm-hmm. Like we kind of figure something out and then it turns into something else. So I really liked because you were in baseball being really mean to yourself, right? Yes. With your the anxiety. second chance. Yes. The second, what was it called? The, the second, second chance. The second chance, yes. And how did that work? I liked it. Um, Let's say you missed the ball and you're really mad at yourself. The second chance is that maybe the ball will come back next time and then you can, you know, get it and then step on the base. Yeah, that you get another chance, right? Same with soccer. What does a goal Right, because the idea is we're, we're always going to mess up sometimes. Yes. And so there's always another chance to improve whatever Even we think we didn't do good enough. mess up too. Yeah, we do. And major soccer. And Don't major you think baseball. parents mess up just as much as kids? I mean, yeah, I would say. I think it's pretty even Stevens yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say mommy and daddy mess up as much as you and Ave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think a lot of parents admit that they're messing up? No, I don't see many. But, no. like, you and Daddy admit it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We have to apologize a lot, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we're learning, too. Yeah, like, sometimes if you have a bad day and mm-hmm. you yell at us on accident, you yeah. say, you, you know, apologize to us. Right, and I say, look, that wasn't right. Yeah. Because I expect you guys not to yell at me. Yeah. So you kind of deserve the same respect that I do, right? Yeah. 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 So I think adults probably need to learn to maybe admit that they're wrong more. What does that do as a kid? So when mommy or daddy apologize when we mess up, how does that make you feel? Makes me feel that. Hey, they mess up, too, and they're older. Right. So maybe I can mess up, too. Right. Yeah. 
And then, you know, you can mess up and that we mess up. Because I think what happens is a lot of parents pretend like they've got it all figured out and are honest with their kids. And so when we're not honest with you guys, then you guys grow up thinking that someday you're going to just turn 18 and be an adult and have it all figured out. And that's going to be a real big slap in the face because that is not what's going to happen. Yep. Nope, we're still just figuring it out. Yep. Are you always going to be figuring it out when you're an adult, like to 100? Every single day. If I'm lucky enough to live to 100, yes, every single day. You never stop learning. The lessons always keep coming. And just how I tell you, like when you struggle at school with people or things, what does mommy always tell you? Never give up. Never give up. And that there's always going to be people that are going to not be nice or bad bad days. Life is never going to always just work out in your favor because that's just how life is. So, yeah, Yeah. we're always learning. Life is life. Yeah. Life's either, I mean, it's, it's all the things, right? Yep. It sure is. Do we have anything else we want to tell? Nope. Talk about? You can move on to the next topic. What else should we talk about? I don't know. I think that was a good start. Yeah. This has been fun, Coop. Yes, it has been. You think you're going to come on here with me again? Yes. We'll have to think up some topics. Yes. I think we have a lot of things that we can talk about. Yes, a lot. <laughs> I mean, I use a lot of things that Coop's taught me in healing sessions. I still use the bolts and the ankles. Hmm. Do you remember teaching me that? Yes, I So one thing I forgot to tell everybody is you're attuned to Reiki. So you're attuned to Reiki too, right? I'm going to be a master soon. You are. You're a Reiki master. And Coop's Reiki is amazing. If I've got a headache or something wrong, he can pull pull things out. He pulls it out. Um, But when I first started doing Reiki... And I was doing Reiki on you, do you remember? And I was doing, like, I kind of pulled down energy from the knee and, <laughs> and off the feet. And he's like, why don't you just unscrew those bolts at the ankles and <laughs> let it come out? I still do that. I st- and I teach people in my classes how to do that. The bolt thing. Whoa. Yeah. So, there's a lot of things that we can talk about. You're a wise old soul, Koopy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Your soul is older than mine. But sometimes the bolts. So, you know how if, you know our slipping slide? Yes. Or a tube, you can just let it drain out the side, right? Yes. Well, you need to make sure that all the water is out because it can still sit at the very bottom. Yeah, and what would that do to the ankles if we left some of that sludge in there? It wouldn't do anything. I mean, it would help, but sometimes the bolts are really, really low. But more likely, they're they're right at your bone, yeah. right there, and it's like right in the center of that. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of pulling that stuff out. Yeah. It's right? just the letting it just leak out. out. Yeah, it needs to come out. And then you can just. Well, you also taught me about the roots that were on the floor at the old shop. Yep. They were like. Petrified wood or something? No, they were crusted on oh, the floor. Oh, they were crusted on the when floor. You, when they would walk, they didn't have any protection, so just, like, leave a bunch of old roots everywhere. Yeah, so I was um, I was at my old shop, and 
he comes in the room and he goes, well, you have all these old crusty roots on the floor. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you have to, you have to cleanse that. <laughs> so I, so I did. And then I started to see the foot in the root chakra in a different way, because I started to see some of those old roots that were stuck in people's feet from they'd get grounded. They would ground themselves and then get ungrounded. And there were all these roots everywhere, which was kind of cool. It's a rooty mess. Yeah. A rooty mess. There was another time, too, when I went to, you got in the car and you said, what is with this thick energy in the car? And so I had to sage and um, I think I used Shauna's spray to really cleanse it. Yeah, Shauna's spray in there just to kind of clear it. That was good. Yeah, you see all kinds of cool stuff, bud. Mm -hmm. I like it. Thank you for being so brave and talking about all these things. There's some adults that don't talk about their intuition or their anxiety. Mm-hmm. Any last bit of advice mm-hmm. for any of the adults that are listening? Just listen. Listen? Yes, just Be better listen. listeners. Yes, I like that. Well, there you have it, guys. Be better listeners. Bye. Thanks for coming on, bud. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. To learn more about me and the podcast, visit lifenofilter.com. You can find me on Facebook at Laura Hillkirk444 and on Instagram at Laura Hillkirk. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message, lifenofilter444 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Podcast music is Take the Road by Grace Mesa.